Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast hosted by me, Megan Mins. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to be more productive in their business and their personal life. Because as a business owner, your business and personal life are connected, and we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Each week, you'll learn about productivity, organization, personal development, self-care, business strategies, and more. And now let's get started. episode of the Productive Life Podcast. I am so excited that you're here and I'm actually doing a bit of an experiment with this episode. So I am actually recording this episode live on Facebook. So if you're here live with me, thank you so much for being here. And if you are watching the replay on YouTube or listening to this as a podcast, then I am just as grateful for your time as well. Today's topic is all about how to stop overthinking. So if you've ever felt like you were a perfectionist or that you really spend a lot of time overanalyzing or you have this great idea, you know you want to start making money in your business, you know you want to launch this product or start a business or do something new or show up on social media, but it just takes you a really long time to get from idea to execution. And the whole time you're questioning, you're full of doubt, you don't know if you should do A or B, you're asking everyone for their opinions, you're asking your friends or your mentor or uh, people whose programs you're in, you you consistently are looking to other people to give you the answers and the decisions and the next steps, then this is the episode for you because I have absolutely been through all of those scenarios. So what I'm about to share with you and the tips I have for how you can stop overthinking are coming from a place of personal experience. Even this week, I was overthinking what I should even share on the podcast. And you know, I'm here, I'm doing it, we overcame it. So there's absolutely a way to reduce the amount of time you spend overthinking and almost entirely eliminate it. I wouldn't say I've 100% eliminated it, but we're getting really close and it's not something that I struggle with in the same way that I used to. So why should you stop overthinking in case you aren't sold on the idea that you are self-sabotaging by overthinking? Let me just paint a little bit of the picture for you of my experience and the experience I've had working with clients in a variety of different settings. It seems like on almost every group coaching call or private coaching call, some part of them is overthinking. And when you are overthinking, what happens is you end up getting nothing done. You end up feeling frustrated. You feel discouraged. You start to doubt yourself. You feel imposter syndrome, like all of these negative, heavy, blah feelings that happen when you are trying to create something or do something new. Um, it, It doesn't feel good, but it also 
is sabotaging you and it's sabotaging your business and it's holding you back. And I really don't want you to stay in this state of stagnation and, you know, really holding yourself back. So that's why we're talking about this today. So when it comes to overthinking, what this can look like is it can look like not trusting yourself to make a decision. Have you ever thought of it that way before? Often when we're overthinking, our initial thought may just be that we don't know enough. We need to do research. We need to ask someone. We just don't have the experience. We've never done it before. But often this is actually coming from a place of you not trusting yourself to make a decision. And it's rooted in a fear. Usually it's fear of failure, fear of judgment. You're just afraid. You're afraid you're going to make the wrong choice. You're afraid you're going to do the wrong thing. You're afraid you're not going to hit the goals you want. You're afraid someone's going to misunderstand you or misunderstand your intentions or think you are crazy for selling. Um, There's so much fear wrapped up in why we overthink. And that is ultimately what we want to address because we can try to have more discipline and sit down and rip the Band-Aid off, but it's truly overthinking that holds us back. And it's the fear of, of why we're overthinking that holds us back. So this is really, really important. So when it comes to how we can overcome this fear, how we can stop overthinking, I have a few different tips that help me and help my clients overcome this fear and stop overthinking. So you may want to incorporate all of these uh, into your day-to-day life, you may want to pick and choose the ones that really make an impact. You may need to experiment if you've never done any of this before. But the first thing I always like to ask when I am experiencing this or a client is or a friend is, is what is the worst case scenario? If you are afraid of launching something, sending an email, showing up on Instagram stories, asking for the sale, whatever your circumstances, what is the worst thing that can happen if you do this? And what's so funny is that there might truly be a fear there. Like you're afraid you're um, going to have to get a full-time job again. Like this isn't going to work. Your business is going to fail and you need to get a full-time job again. Okay, well then what? Nine times out of 10 when I'm talking to people, they're like, well, I would just launch something else or I would just do something else or I'd get another one-on-one client or I would, you know, we have these solutions. So often when we actually acknowledge and say out loud, what is the worst case scenario? You realize you already know what you would do next and that the worst case scenario often isn't the end of the line. And once we realize that, that can be a huge release of pressure because you realize, man, like that's not that bad. It's probably worth the risk. Now that's a big holistic mindset reframe that I want you to have pretty much in all areas of your business. Um, But I think it can even be helpful to go a few layers deeper. And instead of it just being like, I'm okay with the worst case scenario, how can you reframe this into something that innately has less pressure? So something like an experiment. Can you call it an experiment all the time? Me doing this podcast as a live stream, I am absolutely calling it an experiment every step of the way. When I had the idea, when I decided to do it, right before I actually went live. While I'm here, my mindset is still, this is an experiment. So even if I stutter or the dogs bark or I lose my train of thought or whatever would be the worst case scenario in this instance, if I'm viewing it all as an experiment, then it releases a lot of pressure that I might feel for it to be perfect or to show up perfectly. So 
that can be a really helpful shift. So I would love for you to start to view these things if you're noticing that you're overthinking, overanalyzing, full of doubt. How can you reframe it instead of it being like this huge big deal and make it an experiment? And this is how I view all of my promotions, all of my launches. It's been really freeing. So everything I do in a business is now an experiment and a way for me to learn and validate. So I don't know what the outcome will be of doing the podcast live right now. I don't know how many people are here right now watching. I don't know how many people will watch it after. I don't know if it will affect the podcast itself or how high quality the download will be. I mean, I could list out at least 20 questions off the top of my head that I don't know the ripple effect. I don't know the outcome. I don't know the result. And instead of letting those doubts and insecurities stop me from doing it, I am viewing it as an opportunity to learn. I am never going to know the answers to those questions until I do this. And realizing that the only way to validate if someone wants to pay you money is to actually make the sale to actually offer someone to give them a way to pay you. The only way to know if I enjoy doing podcasts live is to do it live. I have to take the action in order to validate and learn. Thinking about it, reading about it, learning about it, hearing about other people's experiences, those things are helpful resources, but they will not ultimately teach me the lesson I need to learn. Validate this for me in my business or help me in any way. So I love to learn. So definitely not like an anti-learning, but I think it's really important to step away from that and stop depending on education and other people as the vehicle for how you're going to find success, how you're going to learn if this works in your business is ultimately by taking the action. So I want you to make that shift as well. So, so far we've talked about working through the worst case scenario and realizing that it's not that bad and reframing everything you're doing as an experiment and a way to learn and a way to validate. And when it comes to overcoming fear, because even just hearing that, you might still have that fear. That's normal. It's normal to have fear. Uh, people who have million-dollar businesses and multi-million-dollar businesses and multi-six-figure, like, I don't believe that fear ever truly goes away. I think we get really comfortable overcoming it and working through it. Um, I absolutely had elements of fear before recording this. I have elements of fear before I send every email <laughs> or send any communication. Um, but we have to work through that and overcome the fear and not let it stop us. And so another way that I like to try to overcome that fear is to release the whole pressure which is related to the worst case scenario, but just release the pressure, like acknowledge that you feel pressure and release it. And for you and the different circumstances, how you release that mentally could vary. Um, and you know what? I think ultimately the best way to do that is to really get reconnected with why you're doing it in the first place. If you know what your goals are, if you know what your vision is, why you're doing this, doesn't even have to be like the, a world changing why, but a why that means something to you and this action is going to get you closer to that, then it's the right thing to do. Even if you don't know what will happen, it's still the right next step. And if you knew it would work out, would you do it? And take that attitude into the moment where you're taking action. And just also acknowledge that sometimes doing something when you're afraid, overcoming the fear of failure and the overanalyzation that happens in the doubt, it may not feel good taking the action. 
because uh, Brooke Castillo talks about this, and I really like it, where she talks about how you have to be courageous before you can actually take any action. So sometimes we'll be sitting there being like, I wish, you know, I need to feel confident before I do a live stream. Actually, no, that's pretty impossible. You need to decide to do it. You need to actually have the courage to do it despite the fear, despite the doubts and insecurities. And then you'll see that you're capable and then you will feel confident. The only way to hit the point of confidence is through action. It's through taking a courageous step. And Brooke talks a lot about how being courageous doesn't always feel good. And I I know that's hard. Sometimes we want it to feel good. And if it feels bad, we think it's wrong. But ultimately, being brave and taking a risk and being vulnerable and putting yourself out there, it doesn't feel good, at least at first, until you start to see that you're capable and gain that confidence. So Sometimes just letting that letting that go, realizing it doesn't have to be confident. You don't have to be the conf- uh, you don't have to be confident the first time you do something. It's okay if it doesn't feel comfortable yet. And another thing that really helps me release the pressure is to acknowledge that this is not my only chance to do something. I don't know if you have ever been this way or thought this before, but I often find myself putting all of this pressure even on something like an email because I will feel like this is my one chance to tell this story in, a, in order to have someone want to work with me or learn from me or doing a live stream like this. Oh, this is my one chance. Like if this one live stream doesn't go well, it's over or this one launch, it's over. And when we start to release that, even for blog posts, I'm talking anything, like just realize that everything you're doing in your business, you get to redo it and try it as many times as you want to. Even with creating course content or a uh, like onboarding process for a new client, like the welcome email, the intake form, you can always keep editing that. If you learned that you actually needed a question and in an intake form with a new client that wasn't there, guess what? Add it the next time. Don't spend three weeks creating the perfect intake form and waiting to start trying to get a new client because you don't have the perfect intake form yet. No, like just do what you can, do the best you have the best you can with what you have right now. And every single time you take that action, you will learn something. So even if you tried to do it perfectly the first time and spent weeks and weeks and months and months trying to have it all picture perfect before you do it, I guarantee you that when you do it, you are still going to learn something that you want to improve or tweak or change the next time you do it. So just remember, this isn't your only chance to talk about your new service, your new course, your new offer. This isn't your only chance to ever write a blog post about productivity. <laughs> that happened to me all the time. I was like, this has to be the like ultimate blog post about productivity. And it's actually like, you know what? It really doesn't. And a great example of this being modeled for you is in the YouTube community where people will post a video of their morning routine like every month every season, every year. And you know what? We still love watching it because things change. People change. Their experiences make their actual actions change. And we want to know what the most up-to-date version is. So you can always be updating, republishing, repositioning in all areas of your business. So that usually helps me let go of a lot of pressure as well. And ultimately, I know this is not the fun piece of advice you want, 
But I have to say it because it's true. Ultimately, the only way to really achieve what you want to achieve in your business, to make money, to have an enjoyable life in business, to grow a team, to hit six figures or multi-six or whatever your personal goals are, the only way to do it is to take action. You have to make yourself, make a decision, show up, be courageous, and do it. And that's it. Confidence comes last. It doesn't come first. So you got to go for it. Even like I said at the beginning of this episode, when I was overthinking what I should share in the next podcast episode, I had eight ideas. I kept asking people for opinions and getting feedback from your community is great. So I'm not saying not to do that. But ultimately, I had to sit down and pick. And I didn't know if it was the right topic, but I let go of the expectation that it needed to be the perfect topic. Because like I just talked about, I can always record another episode. I can always record another episode about this exact topic. I can always try doing a live podcast recording again. And since it's an experiment, doing this once does not lock me into doing it forever. I'm not committed to doing a weekly live show. I'm not committed to having any kind of structure around this in the long run. And it's truly just an experiment. So all of that combined allowed me to sit down and just look at the options, think about the ideas, and pick the one that felt the most relevant and the most enjoyable and timely for me to share, as well as the most helpful. I've had a lot of conversations with clients and when I'm doing guest trainings in other people's communities about this. And so I knew it would be timely and hopefully helpful and beneficial for you as the listener. And taking imperfect action, which is ultimately the outcome. When you let go of perfectionism, you stop overthinking, you are courageously taking action. It's really imperfect action. You're letting go of that need to be perfect. And this mantra of imperfect action has changed my life and it's absolutely changed my business in so many ways. And even in the past two months, taking imperfect action has changed everything. I did a series of paid workshops in April totally executed that from the perspective of imperfect action, and it resulted in the biggest month in my business ever. I didn't know it would do that. I truly did not know. I had no expectations. I viewed it completely as an experiment, and I got to learn a lot. I learned a lot about marketing a paid workshop, running a paid workshop, how much energy it takes to prepare and execute and teach a paid workshop, and I got to practice the pitch for a new offer of mine three times, which is great because every time you pitch something, you learn something new. So that was a huge experiment that I approached from imperfect action that benefited me as a person and my business. And again, teaching this podcast live instead of doing what I would normally do where I sit down and do, you know, six episodes as a batch. This is absolutely imperfect action. And I'm curious to see what I learned from this. I'm still in the execution, so I don't know exactly what some of the outcomes are. Right now, while I'm recording, it feels pretty good to do this live. I'm really enjoying it. It's helping me not feel like I need to over-edit. So initially, I'm having some good thoughts. So we'll see what happens after some time has passed and I can see what it really looks like on a full scope inside of my business. 
And truly, pitching things like new coaching clients, VIP days, new programs, all of that in my business is coming from a place of imperfect action, launching a course in one day. You can truly do what I did and transform from someone who is caught up in perfectionism, who's always overanalyzing, um, and who even views that as a positive. A few years ago, um, I took this thing called the Colby test. It's a type of personality test, and I got classified as a fact finder, which I, I think is true. And ultimately, you that's the type of person that needs a lot of information before they can take action. And the opposite on the scale would be someone who's a quick start, who needs very little information to take action. And I viewed me being a fact finder as like a badge of honor. I was like, yes, I am. I need so much information. It takes me so much time. And I'm not saying you need to view it negatively or anything, but it's it's really interesting how I latched onto that. And I think it almost made the issue worse because I felt like I really had to live up to that expectation. And I truly, just a few years ago, was living and breathing where it, it took me forever to execute anything in my business to becoming the type of CEO, the type of entrepreneur who can have an idea and execute on it. And of course, there's a lot involved in and being able to do that, flexible planning, having a weekly schedule, having a team to support you, having the systems to support you. There is an ecosystem around me that is helping me do that, but it wouldn't be happening at all if I wasn't coming to every single project with the mindset of imperfect action. So me as the CEO coming to everything in my business with the mindset of imperfect action And being aware that I'm at risk to overthink and drag things out really helps me steer the ship for my entire team and my business with a faster approach, a little bit more agile and flexible. And that can become part of our company culture even as my team grows. And this is the type of work I love coaching with my clients. So through private coaching, VIP days, and my 12-month group coaching program, Empowered CEO, This is what I love helping people overcome, overcome the fears and the mindset blocks that hold us back, as well as implementing the practical, tactical things that help you run your business, things like systems and workflows and SOPs, hiring and training new team members, even if they're contractors, running your life, finding your version of work-life balance as the CEO, because you absolutely can find your version And just really learning how to run your business as effectively as possible. It's my favorite thing to do. And that is why I started my new program that I launched last month called Empowered CEO. If you want to learn more about how you can work with me through Empowered CEO, learn about the weekly coaching calls, the curriculum, all the templates and processes, it's very high touch. Uh, you can go to meganmins.com forward slash apply. You can learn about you can learn about Empowered CEO. See if it's a good fit and fill out the application. There's only a handful of questions. It takes less than five minutes to fill out, probably takes one minute to fill out, and we can see if it's a good fit for you. But whether you decide to apply for Empowered CEO or not, I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to this episode. I'm so grateful if you're here live, that you're here live, and I really hope that this was helpful for you. This 
shift from overthinking to imperfect action has been a game changer for me in business and in life. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with me, share with your community, post about it on Instagram stories and tag me. If you're here live, leave a comment and let me know. Or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and share it with someone you think would benefit from it. And of course, it would mean a lot if you would also leave a review on our podcast, because that is how our podcast can get out to other people who would benefit from it. So thank you so much again for your time. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.